Mark, 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 over here. Take your eyes off the fucking cable television. No bullshit. Turn it off. God damn it. Double or bullshit. Double or bullshit. You hear that? No more bullshit. We'll take that out in post. Hey -oh. No, we won't. Yeah, no, we won't. What's the date today? July's. 24th. It's Detroit's birthday. Oh, is it? Happy birthday, Detroit. It's also the day before all the fake steroid government unemployment checks run out. Oh, boy. Strap it on. It's bad enough out there. Welcome into No Bullshit News Hour. Next week's news. Today, you know it. We've been telling you. It's here. Tell your friends. This is where they need to be. Now, before we get into today, which is... Federal troops coming to Detroit. We have one of the country's best criminologists. Real guy taught me a lot. Eugene O'Donnell, former NYPD officer and Brooklyn and Queens County prosecutor. Now a professor at John Jay College in Manhattan. This guy's the real deal. Let's look at the totality of what's going on in America. And a couple of little tidbits here and there. The news that you're going to need to know what's going on with the nursing homes. The state legislature has moved. Now it's up to the governor. Mm. Does she have the political guts to do what's right? That's a big, big question for All her. that's coming up. But first, a little business. Remember, <laughs> Facebook Live is sponsored by our dear friends at American Coney Island. What do I got to tell you? It's the best dog around. They invented it. It's the oldest family-run restaurant in Michigan. Uh, Homeless guy today there running around, wouldn't get out of the doorway, make the call, three squad cars, and the fire department show up. Fire. Like, you're good there. It's clean. And remember. For a homeless guy? Yeah. They don't want any of this craziness that's enveloped the country downtown. Yeah. So that's the place to go. Take well, maybe they were hungry, too. You think? <laughs> hungry. He's hungry for the devil, man. He was high on some shit. And then he went into the park and they followed him there. But that is another story. Remember, you can get the Coney kit delivered to your door for the holidays, for the weekend. Go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. And remember, the wiener snaps when you bite it. <laughs> and speaking of wieners. Yeah. I don't know much about this company. This is a new... Sponsor brought in by the uh, Red Shovel Network. So thank you, Drew. It is um, Manscaped. Yeah. Manscaped.com. Support the No BS News Hour. It's brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Think about that. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Treat your junk like your kids have your wife trim it at home. Oh. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CHARLIE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code CHARLIE. And You've been playing with the razor, too. Look at here. You get hair and body wash. It's nice. Who doesn't need that, right? You get some ball toner. Who doesn't love ball? ball Who doesn't love tone ball? <laughs> Karen. <laughs> mm, mm, is that infused with aloe vera? I believe it may be. Karen, you don't like hey, tone that, balls. That's sexist. Why is it called manscaping? That's well, a sexist term. You might be with ball deodorant. Well, we do it for you. I suppose it could be used in labia, I would sure. assume. I mean, Charlie, we, can we get on with the show? Well, well, I gotta, I'm not done. We gotta pay the bills because here it is adjustable. What do you call that? It shaving uh, guard, I guess. Shaving guard, guard, right there. Yeah. And yes, Karen, look at that. And for you ladies out there, I mean, it's it's a twofer. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. No, we don't. Well, both sides work. You can get two things done at once. Let's see how this baby works. <laughs> Don't do it, Charlie. Don't it, do it. No wardrobe changes this week. I think it's worth it for how uncomfortable Everybody it makes Everybody cover Karen. their eyes. Have a look here. Mm. Wow, look how smooth. Oh, I got to adjust it. It's got a nice light on it, too. Because, you know, 
I mean, how do, I don't actually know how to do. I never did it before because, like, it'd be weird to manscape <laughs> and then you got a racing stripe in there. What like, is happening here? I'm shaving <laughs> my nipples, Karen. <laughs> I'm shaving. <sighs> Just be glad he hasn't used the toner yet. So wait, okay, let's look closely. It worked. Can you see it here? <laughs> yeah. Which side looks Somebody like your mic's said, in Daryl said you're, uh, you're enjoying this the, the manscape? commercial way too much, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I hope yeah. they're paying you handsomely you for see, this. Huh? <laughs> Get this all over your studio, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, oh, it looks look. nice. And look. <laughs> Karen, look, quick. Underwear. Yeah. Oh, look no. at that. <laughs> I look good in that. I'm all escaped up. <laughs> all right. Nice. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Tell me no. when I can look. No, you can look now. Right now. Here's, here's the other thing. <laughs> you don't want to scape up and then oh. have have speckles. Charlie, right? we have a show to do. Yeah, no Wait, speckles. I, uh, Karen, this pays what? the bills. I We only do stuff we believe in. I got to make sure I believe in this product. Could now, you do that in private? Now, here's the thing. <laughs> you don't. Aren't there FCC regulations You're, somewhere come on, that we Come on now. Anything. Let me get through this here, Karen. You're belaboring the point. You do not want to scape and then be speckled you don't want be speckled testicles so Whoa. i'm gonna take a little of the ball toner <laughs> put it on ooh, your chest ooh, ooh. now your chest is oh, shining i feel vigorous <laughs> nice god do i look fat in this thing somebody said are you high charlie <laughs> COVID. high on manscaped forget my covid uh, maybe we can oh get god. some lipo too. as a fat person i'm offended Hold on a second. You're not that, Mark. Remember the last time you stood up, we had a whole, everybody, (laughs) all the ladies were going crazy. So let's let's keep it. I don't know what's wrong. It's because I I manscape. And Luke's junk. Oh, this thing's still going. Yeah, don't forget about that. Okay, anyway, manscaped.com, not a bad product. I'm liking it. Promo code Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I feel that is a nice it smells brace. nice in here. Doesn't it? Yeah. It does. It's really good. I'll admit it, yeah. I'm glad I'm not there this week. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. All right, look. Let's get to it. Last night, the cops dropped another guy. That's two and two weeks. God, I, I hope we keep it cool here. I really do. But what were they doing? Yet again, like the last guy they dropped, they were looking for a mass shooter. Four teenagers were dropped at a party tour in very bad shape. They might not make it. So there are police still working in a town where it's exploded. And we told you how threadbare the police department is. We told you in the good times it's going to be exposed. And here it is. We don't have enough. They're not paid enough. They're overworked. They can't prevent the crime, but they're working hard to get the killers or the suspects. And in this case last night... It sounds very similar to what happened um, with Hakeem Littleton. Yes. uh, In that scenario. Two weeks ago, you know, he's a suspect in a a nine-tuple shooting at a block party. So were there protests right away yesterday? See, now... Because it's a similar situation. Because they look foolish when everybody's talking about they killed that young man, he was unarmed, yeah. and the videotape came out. So now last night, the protesters showed up to, you know, this time do some reporting, right? Hmm. So far, we don't know what's happening, but they're calling for the video to be released. So now, <laughs> this is, that's the way it's going to go now. You did it once, you got to do it every well, I guess I... Well... Yeah, no, and I'm all for that. I mean, more more information, video getting released, the better. It's interesting, though, that they didn't protest because maybe they realized, ah, oh, they jumped to conclusions last time. Well, right. last time it was a, a little premature, oh, um, premature, and I think that the chief relief releasing the video in such a timely manner, although it didn't quell the protest immediately, it did show that, you know, you got to do and do some checks and balances in your homework before you start to protest. Every situation's different. And that's no exactly. great police work. What is the plan here? Like, releasing a video is what every chief of police is doing now. Yeah. Scared. What is the plan? What was the plan? It's been exposed. And I want to... He, he gave a press conference this week about the 34 shootings and eight homicides last weekend alone. Again, multiply that by four. We're blowing Chicago out of the water. Mm-hmm. New York. This place needs a new 
look, a strategy. But this is, I want you to listen to the reporters in this. I want you to listen to the chief. And then my jaw just drops. Please play that, Mark. Is there escalating violence within the city? I think about a month ago you you talked a little bit about that. Well, I'll talk a little bit about it. Um, What? As I indicated, uh, we have seen an uptick. Um, Uptick. This weekend was certainly a... Uh, uh, well, actually, last weekend was down in violence compared to the two weekends prior, which were a disaster. Uh, what drove our but the same week last year it was project. up. So year to year, it's up. You don't talk about a drop in crime from last week when it's fucking through the roof. It's historic. This this yeah, which escalation is why, in crime, which is why we had the two police justified police shootings. Well, we don't, you know, well, we don't know about the new one, but at least Hakeem. Okay. Non-fatal shooting of the teenagers uh, that happened on the east side on July 19th, and then uh, certainly this one where five people were shot um, and four no four people were shot and uh, he's stumbling up five mass shootings in two weeks. So when you look at our weekend, uh, we have a total of 33 victims of shooting incidents, 26 were non-fatal shooting victims, and seven were fatal. And uh, over the last seven days, um, uh, we've uh, experienced 10 homicides and 39 uh, non-fatal shootings. Um, in terms of what our overall crime assessment is, Here we are, wait as for of it. today, uh, we're up 7% in violent crime. and uh, property crime, we're down 18% which um, we're sitting at an overall part one crime reduction of exactly uh, down uh, 10.2%. And of course, what's driving our reductions uh, is our property crime with 18% reduction. Wow. And we dutifully report nonsense. Overall crime is down. It's like COVID. I'm not Mm. interested in cases per se. Mm. It's deaths. It's the same with crime. It's up 7%. We've got 50 more bodies. 300 people more have been shot. That's how you measure crime. Not fucking if somebody broke a window or stole my purse out of my car. Yeah, I'd rather be robbed than shot. What the fuck, Karen? But But you said this earlier, Charlie. You talked about, I mean, we've got a lot of variables that are weighing into what I think is going to continue to contribute to violent crimes in the city. I mean, you've got people that are economically strapped. I mean, and these are the people that have nothing to lose. The guy that was in the Coney Island. I mean, what was that about? The one in the gas station? The Coney Island. We got, we got that. We do have the Coney Island. Here's a dude going in and get a fucking uh, sandwich at night. Someone says something wrong and boom, 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 boom. Right. That's over in the 10th. Yep. Here it is. Everybody knows there's no police out there. We, we got, look at this. It's horrific. He, some, look, he got a tether on, too. This is a parolee. Mm-hmm. We're letting people out on the COVID. They arrest people with guns, and they let them out on $10 a bond. That's coming, that's, straight, that's coming straight from cops. One of the problems is because we don't want to keep anybody in the jailhouse that's filthy and we never fixed. We're going to give them $10 bonds when we catch them carrying a gun and they're back out there. Or you're an armed robber, and you're out on a tether. Well, like you said the other week, if you use it once, if you shoot once, you're going to shoot again. Yeah. That's true. And all of this shit's going on. Like, we got rolling gun battles because Mm. everybody knows there's not enough cops out there. Anybody been listening to this show, please tell your friends if they want to know what's going on and why, this is the place to know it. We've been telling you for, what, we've been on almost two years now. We've laid out how many... Patrol cars are out there. How firefighters get stuck in homicide scenes and nobody comes. We told, remember Supercop was on, Karen? And mm-hmm. he said, yep. man, if you break down at like uh, Livernoy and Davison or somebody hits you, go. Yeah. Go. You've heard it here from police. No strategy. Not enough of them. They're underpaid. It's come home to roost. Okay. Why aren't the state police... On the, on the streets of Detroit. 
Why? I don't even see them on Bill Isle anymore, Charlie. I drove around Bill Isle. They used to when they first took, you know, when the when the state first took um, possession of Bill Isle in terms of management, they were everywhere. They were busting I, ass. I, I drove around Saturday. I think I just took a drive around the island. I didn't see any. I mean, none. In the so middle of summer, a long, hot summer, like everybody's yep. retreated, it feels like. Listen, before we go on, uh, if you're in business and you're having difficulties, you have questions, you need to, you need to navigate a bureaucracy, you, you see what's going on, right? ADR consultants, get your business going, get it done right. They're smart, they're competent, call them when you need to. I'm not telling you to do it now, write the number down. 248-318-9424, ADR consultants, uh, experts in procurement, government compliance, information technology, property management, construction. This is the company to help you get it done. They're very busy, but Barry Ellen Tucker call you back. ADR consultants, 248-318-9424. See how very smooth that was. That's very smooth. I'm impressed. Here's the <laughs> issue. Here's what's broken. Remember that the chief of police could not get these rodeo stunt drivers off the roads. They're shutting down the freeways. They're doing donuts. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows you've been on South. You see it. Everyone sees it because it's good video and it's shared on social media. And TV TV. can't get enough of it. So lawless that I don't get this. I didn't get it then. I don't get it now. And cops call me today. Why would the police sanction this shit? At an old abandoned city yard, which is what they did about a week ago. What you doing, Mark? Uh, communicating with Zoovs, uh, ready for the photo that you want to show. Oh, why don't you just say it? Hey, Zoovs, <laughs> get the photo ready. Uh, you want to interrupt the flow? Let the fa- let the family who's listening in on the trick. Go ahead, oh, but Zoovs. The people listening. Great secret. Zoovs, get the, get the photo ready. This is unbelievable what you're about ready to see, folks. Unbelievable. And if you're uh, driving in your car, I will look, Mark will explain what you're saying. So, couple, couple, about eight, nine days ago, a police-sanctioned, stunt-driving, drifting, donut-having burnout with people, thousands of people standing around it. Can't wait till somebody loses control, yep. right? Yeah. Police-sanctioned. In fact, the police brought the portable lights. They brought them from the precinct. At the uh, rodeo, right? At the rodeo, yeah, yeah. like off the streets. Well, okay. This, this okay. photo is the result of unintended consequences. Okay, so the police go, it's time, everybody go home. They took the lights down, they took them back to the precinct. But the rodeo contestants and the crowd did not have enough. So they went out and took over Grand River and Oakman. Big ass intersection. Yeah. Couple thousand people put the, put the photo up. Boom. This is an aftermath of a police department sanctioned, you know, uh, American graffiti scene, right? (laughs) Look at this shit. A little different. Look at that. That's Oakman and Grand River. So what do you do? Big, wide boulevards. Okay. Keep it up, please. Big, wide boulevards. Look at that. Thousands of people. You want to know how this one ended? How? Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Multiple pop 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 pop. What do you do? You don't sanction that shit. Yeah. See this? See this corner? We're state police. A couple of big buzz cut Johnnies, you know them big beefy white boys. You can put them out there. That's your job. <laughs> well, you're pulling my grandma over. That's not a living. Mm-hmm. Get in here. We aren't doing that, Charlie. You know that. I Get mean, in here. We're all officers. one people. Get in here. Not doing that. That's not safe for them. They don't have the support. They don't have the ammunition. They don't, they don't, that's not, you know, we've heard from them. And that's why, yeah, they are pulling people over, but nobody's going to jump in the middle of this. Now, on the other hand, maybe the opportunity existed to say, hey, if we're going to do this, do it in a controlled sense. But that's not, that's not, that's not the, 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 the mood, the feeling of this group. So it's like, okay, if you're going to bring us together, then what do you do? It's not a birthday party. Everybody's not going to go home with a goodie bag. Let me ask you this. Do you think, first off, pulling grandma over, pay some bills. I mean, it's revenue. Uh-huh. It's revenue. This not going to create much revenue. That's a whole nother argument. Do you think uh, this happens if there's a big police presence or does it find another place to go? Does it find another place to manifest that, itself? It was, you see, you I mean, see don't it, get me wrong. I think it's worth I'm going to answer it. it. Well, number one, fuck revenue right now. Right? The whole country's fuck revenue. Like, print fake money, 
give people checks, right? We're running deficits. What our biggest issue right now for the urban person is violent Safety. crime. Mm -hmm. Forget grandma for a minute. Okay? I'm serious. Two, um, that's the nature of policing. You chase them, they go there. Right? Yeah. You yeah. go there, you chase them, they go there. But it's starting to become... Did you put the picture up again? Put the picture up. Whoa! That's a lot. Describe yes. it for the listener who's not watching. I mean, that crowd, it looks like a parade. It does. I mean, the traffic's backed up as far as you can see on the photo. What what street is they, that? They shut it down. Grand River and Oakland. Grand River. That's so that a major intersection. Yeah. It is literally shut down with what looks like to be, from here... Easily 2,000 people. Not much socially distancing, uh, social distancing Not either. Not at huh? all. Yeah, that's <laughs> Not at all. It's funny, but <laughs> like, look, care, but... there's a big circle yeah. in the middle of the intersection and everybody's around it. So you, you do donuts and burn up. What happens when somebody loses control? Yeah. How well, do you even, right. how do you even sanction this? This is the dumbest shit. Yeah. This is the truth, people. You want to know what's going on. There's no strategy. Has there been any change to sanctioning, you know, the, the rodeo going forward? Have I, they said, hey, look, we were, we were wrong. This is what happens. Uh, consult your local newspaper. I will. Oh, okay. yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. They don't do any of the fucking work. <laughs> No. I didn't know this existed, Charlie. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, so there's like, no bullshit news hour. Yep, no bullshit news hour. That's why I listen. Fix that. <laughs> God damn. You kidding me? So now, murder's up 31%, as we told you. I know Gene's listening. Don't bring him in yet. Shootings are up 52%. I've covered L.A., Phoenix, New York, Chicago, Vegas, some very big departments, right? I never heard a crime going through the roof like that. So, what's Trump do? He's going to have a campaign stunt, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. bringing in the federal troops, right, to help quell violence. I should also say, my dear Michigan listeners, Flint, our sister city, homicides are up nearly 100%. And shootings are up nearly 200%. What about Flint? What about Saginaw? Mm. Oh, Saginaw's a disaster now. Fuck. Yeah. We need a plan, Governor. You haven't even mentioned this. Has the mayor mentioned anything? No. So as stupid as Trump's idea is, and it is, folks, at least he's addressing it and not talking about property fucking crime. Yeah. Nobody's talking about cr property crime in New York or Chicago, or St. Louis, is stupid, and you're treating us like we're fools. So. The narrative, Charlie. Nobody here wants to talk about it, but guess what? I mean, Fox News called me up because they know I keep track of shit. So uh, instead of just repeating it, why don't we just play the clip of Fox News, and you can see my answers and, and the questions that they're asking about our community. Nationally, and says that the increase in crime is historical. He is the author of S Show. There you go. <laughs> this country's collapsing, but the ratings are great. Charlie, always good to see you. Thank you very much for being the here. The title's still true, Martha. <laughs> yeah, landscaping, you did. Um, so, is it is the what's the answer like here? Who who needs Stop. to come Stop. in to help the situation <laughs> in Detroit? What's the governor doing about it? What's the mayor doing about it? What are they doing about it? First of all, we've had five mass shootings in two weeks, two quadruples two quintuples and a nine tuple. Mm. So I don't know what this package is that the president's sending. Are you sending 10 agents, 100 agents, 1,000? Because our own chief of police says he needs another 1,000 cops at least. Mm. So we've entered into agreements with them. Uh, they haven't really worked well. We have task force, ATF, FBI, DEA. The relationship between the Detroit police and the DEA is rotten. It's done. The chief threw them out because of an informant in January mm. who went on a rampage and killed six people. So I'd like to see some specifics. They had a relationship. Now they don't. And it's a political year. So I don't even I don't I'm not even buying this. What's life like now in Detroit for people who live there? What's it like? Yeah, they're scared and they're angry and they want help. And I don't. No, nobody seriously thinks you should defund the police because, as we talked about before, yeah. we've already done it, and look what's happening. And remember, 
in the next couple days, those $600 super unemployment checks run out. Then what happens? So you heard the president. You know, he talks about sending help, right? Yeah. You say that the police aren't doing their job because they're afraid of the ramifications. You, you talk about sending in state troopers. You know, what do you think, having lived there and worked there and watched all of this, is, is there a solution that's going to make people safer on those streets? Uh, I think we're in for a, a slog here. I think you know it, and I think the country knows it. Uh, the police do do their jobs. There's not enough police to do it, and some are afraid to do it. But just last week, they pulled 106 guns off of 117 arrestees. Guns are everywhere. What could the governor do? What, what's she, she's not even talking about it, right? She's busy tweeting with the, with the president. Madam, put the state police on the major thoroughfares in the city. Seven miles, six miles, McNichols, Finkel, five miles, Telegraph. Let them patrol the main boulevards so the police can be in the neighborhoods. That's one way to do it. We've got more state troopers than the president's sending federal agents. So she's way ahead in uh, job performance. She's at 64 percent. President Trump's at 45 percent in Michigan. What do you say about that before we go? Well, we don't have a very rabid media in this state. Uh, I think we've all noticed she gets a lot of softball questions. She doesn't get good marks for the nursing homes. She hasn't addressed that. The Senate today voted to take COVID positive people out of nursing homes and have their own facilities. That's a good idea. Bipartisan and... She's threatening to veto it. And I got to go, Martha. That's all the time I have. All right, Charlie. Thank you. Come back soon. Always good to talk to you. Best of luck. Now, we'll get to that governor bit, but. I like that you uh, had to go first before Fox Mm -hmm. got rid of you. Well, you know, they're saying, oh, Charlie, we're so sorry. Um, the, the panel, the boring panel, by the way, yeah. uh, went, went a little long. So we, we, it's going to be three, three and a half minutes. And it's a hard cut. So when I say cut, we might get you in mid-sentence. I well, said, no problem. I'm a pro. I was going to say, like, you don't know how television works? Well, they went cut. Take and control, I'm like, Charlie. I, I got to go. You're right, Karen. He had to take control. Take control. Well, I, I yeah, like Martha because she's a human yes. being. I, she's good. I like her. I do, too. She's a human being. So, again, does that make sense? Uh, no. <laughs> Does that make sense? What you said, the yeah. idea to fix it, that makes sense. It's one idea. Yeah. Look, I know a very good cop, 20-year veteran. He's leaving. You know what he said? Can't do it anymore. It's unsafe, right? I'm retired. I'm putting the papers in. So here it comes. And we've been, t- you listen on Facebook, you know it. We're, we're all this community. In Warren, right? Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Big house party shot up. It's all of us. We got to be together. It's all of our tax dollars minimum. So how much of uh, the feds coming in is a political stunt, which is a brilliant one. It's a fucking stunt. Yeah. Because I'm yeah, gonna, that's not going to work. We're going to have Gina. And what I was trying to say, was, you know, in my three minutes, and going, I got a lot of points to make. Well, you did get the in. That was, that was good. Violent Crime Task Force, right? Yeah. That's FBI. That's ATF. That's Detroit. They, they combined. They got squads. They work in offices together. We've got... Who, who arrested Gabe Leland, the fucking rat, corrupt, allegedly city councilman? Mm. The FBI. We've got a lot of agents here. So you remember when Barr came in? Yeah. And prom- mm-hmm. we're part of a whole thing of $70 million for seven cities? Yep. We signed up for this already. It's a re-fucking tread. He's doing what Duggan does. Which is announced something that he's announced already. And it's, we're all, don't buy it, people. What do you think? What do you think the Fed should come in? Don't buy it. You're being fucking tricked. They don't have an answer. We all know we're living it. How's my business going to start back up? Mm-hmm. You shut me down to protect the old people, and then you did shit to kill them. And then you starved the police. And now every bad dude out there knows he can get a fucking way with it. Rolling gun battles. You, dude knows, hey, Karen, you were saying before the show, some guys absolutely know they got nothing to lose. Yeah, and and that's those are the people that have no problem, you know, whether you talk about, you know, having cameras, whether it's a body cam, whether it's the green light, whether it's a, a ring. People don't care. They don't have anything to lose. They don't care about pulling out a gun and shooting four people at close range or shooting into a vehicle. They don't care about the repercussions of that or the impact that it has on that family, the community or themselves. So how do you fix when people don't care? Yeah. 
and mo- go ahead and move away. <laughs> go ahead and move away. Everybody got a car. It comes anyway. And I'm telling you, wait for the redneck. And again, I mean, I mean that in a loving way. You know, I don't, I'm not into racist shit. I don't like it. I say it because it's my people. You know what I mean. Working class people, white people who are starting to get it. They're getting it. And they're not going to be able to make rent and feed people. And you know, they're armed to the teeth too. And there's a lot of bad boys in that crowd. I'm really worried. Everybody's armed and everybody's afraid of everybody else. And the whole, the pandemic, the protest, the conversation makes everybody even more apprehensive. Is this person coming after my job? Is this person robbing me? Is this person looking at me because they're racist? Are they got, we got so many questions flowing through our head that we answer ourselves and react to not respond, but react to that just makes us, I mean, you pass people on the street. Everybody looks at you like, are you mean? Are you going to yeah. speak? Are you it's too much going on? It snowballs. And nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. It does. And what it reveals people, in my opinion, and thanks for being and watching. I, I can't read comments, but I know they're coming. Here's what they're I coming. They're coming. They're coming fast and furious. Yeah. This <laughs> epic, epic that we're living in, because the factories aren't coming back. Nope. It's exposed the flimsiness of the bones in which our society hangs. They're brittle. It took a shutdown of commerce for two months to show you the police, the whole structure of it's a mess. We didn't fund it. That the economy was a mess. That socially we're a mess. We spent, what, time talking about our 401ks in the stock market. Mm -hmm. Now you know. Now you know what I've been saying. And again, I'm nothing special. I know you knew too. And now, do not quit. Do not fail each other. We can get through it. That's the difference. This isn't hysteria in, in the lower level, Karen. <laughs> we're trying to find some answers, and we're going to have uh, Eugene O'Donnell coming on right after. And Eugene O'Donnell, one of the preeminent criminologists in America, You can Google him. All this stuff comes up. He's freaking for real. His resume is 13 pages long. Uh, It's 13 (laughs) pages long. And I mean, again, when I'm a cub in Detroit, I mean, New York, you start finding people that make sense. Not just to quote them, but does it pan out what they're they're telling you? I don't call Gene to get an empty quote. He's not the kind of guy that says what you want him to say, Mm -hmm. but he says what he means. So... I'm very happy to have him on. He's got a very busy schedule. But um, speaking of overreaction, again, Luke Nowacki, 248-663-4748, rational financial advice. No hard sell here, right? Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. When you're ready to get serious or you're nervous or you're solid. Better be soon. Right? Um, No hard sell today. Like when you're ready. Do me a favor and consider giving him a call first. Do it. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Am I right? What do you have to lose? Your money. That's why you call That's why Luke. You call so you yeah. don't. Yeah. Okay, Luke Nowacki. The livelihood. 248-663-4748. Uh, can you hit me with this, this disclaimer? Oh, you ready for it? I am. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah, that should be a, what do the kids say, a TikTok? Was that why you manscaped so you could do that yeah. little dance? Woo! <laughs> Wait, go back to him, Joe. Do you, yeah, there you go. Woo! <laughs> no, don't. Hey, baby, I miss you. <laughs> this is the best sale for manscaped ever. This is going to lead to my divorce. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you should you should double their fee, actually. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Let's just let's bring him into the family. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. It is my very. Very sincere pleasure to welcome Eugene O'Donnell, former NYPD cop, former Queens and King County prosecutor and professor of criminology at John Jay College in Manhattan, New York City, New York State. Hey, Gene, how you doing, brother? Hey, Charlie, how's it going? It's going really shitty, dude. So let's start yeah. right, right off the rip. Yep. Uh, Trump. Sending in agents. What's that mean? What's it look like? Is it a stunt? Uh, go, Jane. 
Is there anything Trump does that is not a stunt at this point? And, and the thing is, know with him is you can see him doing the stunt right in front of you. So it's not like it's a real strategy ever. You can just see his mindset and his, his political calculations while he's while he's laying it out. So put it down mostly to a stunt. We have an extreme conversation. We have the extreme left that's, well, that's lost their minds. And we have the extreme right. And it's killing people in poor neighborhoods. This is killing people. This is falling on the shoulders of people that have no ideology or just trying to get through the day. Well, it's a, this is a action, reaction, re reaction to you're in New York city to policing, to broken windows, to stop and frisk. Uh, do you, I believe this, that we, we are going back to the natural level of crime that before broken windows, you had about 2000 murders a year in New York. You had about, 500 in, in uh, Detroit, et cetera, et cetera. This very heavy policing, the stop and frisk, computers, cameras, really drove crime down to historic lows, like New York went from 2,000 to 300. Did we put, not we, did the police put their boot on people's neck to the point where it exploded and, and we couldn't have it anymore? Well, you need political leadership and, and it's just totally lacking. And, you know, every city needs a strategic plan. That's what they need, a written plan, affirmative plan to protect the city. Now you just have uh, the entire police conversation devolving to video. So all the good the police do in the city of Detroit, and I'm sure they do a lot of good there. It doesn't matter if there's one video and that's not sustainable. But, but to answer that question directly, obviously, uh, some of that was imposed. A lot of that was imposed. Community was never really consulted. But I think the wisdom on all of this is in the community, and they're they're totally silenced at this point. I don't hear the community at this point. I hear people telling me what they think, but I don't really hear what people down on the ground in the neighborhoods have to say. And I guarantee you, I would be very surprised if it's not a totally different conversation than this elitist conversation that's been hijacked by people who don't live in neighborhoods and don't have any skin in the game. You know, one of the things New York has done recently, the commissioner got rid of the plainclothes unit, and have we seen any effect, negative or positive, within those communities, within the neighborhoods and that? With yeah, that without a doubt, Mark. That, that, that's the unit that took guns off the street. The 77 precincts in the city, in just one in three months, they took 100 guns off the street. They're not inoperative now. And the reason they're inoperative is basically the police commissioner is signaling, I can't defend my people if they're in a shooting. I can't defend them. And if they're out there taking guns, they're going to be in a shooting. And these are real issues. And we can't continue to have the entire political class on one side of the barrier, and the police are the only ones that talk public safety in cities now. They're the only ones that do it. Everybody else is an activist. This is not sustainable. We need a serious conversation. It's a, it's a, it needs to be particularized in neighborhoods, and we're just not having that at all. We're having an insane dialogue. So, so tell me this in regular speak, brother. What yeah. does that conversation sound like? Okay, Karen, Karen lives on the east side. It's Wild West, Detroit, Eastside. And you're, let's say, you're the police commissioner. You two, you, what does the talk look like? Maybe you, can, you two can teach us how we're going to get some effective policing back without, you know, stomping on people. So guys do that. So, so in the, on the east side of Detroit, if you talk to you, you, you First of all, Gene, strike one. You didn't ask Karen, the resident on the east side, what's going on on the east side? Not to interrupt, but the people, t tell them, Karen, what you feel and what you want. Well, I mean, I I've never been afraid of people. Um, you know, I'm not afraid to walk through the neighborhoods or anything like that. But there's a level, there's a, a level of, of, of tension and of concern at night. You hear gunfire. It's just it's regular. And I live in what is deemed a stable neighborhood uh, uh, in the city. But it's no different than the other neighborhoods. Um, it's not. I mean, we have crime reports for the neighborhood association, people from stealing packages, breaking in cars, stealing animals. I mean, what happens all over the city happens here as well. And I think people are concerned, especially people that have lived here. Um, sometimes it seems like the newcomers are kind of detached from the realities of crime in the city. Um, but, but crime is a concern. Um, and, and like I said earlier, people are afraid of everybody. And like, how do, what does this mean for the quality of life for those of us who live here? So give them a question. What is it you want? Like, 
what do what do we do as residents? What should we expect from our police department and what other agencies or organizations can and should play a role in public safety? Yeah, so the, the police can't carry the ball here. The elected officials have to carry the ball and policing is conflictive, it's adversarial, it involves use of force. And if you wanna have policing, you have to reckon with that. And I, I believe people on the ground totally get that. I think these protesters coming in from the suburbs talking about things they really have no connection to. Ding, ding, and I ding, just ding. looked in Detroit, by the way, in the entire year, number of complaints of pe people made about use of force, number of complaints in the entire city against the police, 180. Number of them that were found to be substantiated, eight. So I would respectfully suggest disengagement would be a much, much, much bigger issue in Detroit than the idea that police are out there brutalizing people on a regular basis. Disengagement means what? Yeah, explain that. Disengagement meaning that you're on whatever street there's not a problem on which is all too easy in police work. So the people who took this conversation over have no idea that the easiest thing to do as a police officer is nothing. That's the easiest thing of all. So I don't know where it came from, this idea from the movies, the culture, that hard-charging cops are a dime a dozen. You have probably in Detroit now, with all due respect to the really good people that are out there, the old hard-charging detective who's going to solve the case at any cost, they're, they're not there anymore. They, they can't be there anymore. The cops that would run to the calls as quickly as they can, they can't run to the calls anymore. Uh, they can't be involved in shootings. They can't be, with, with a couple of exceptions, remarkable exceptions, just, just, yet, just yesterday. But generally, I think Detroit went through a whole year without an officer-involved shooting, which is extraordinary in a city that's, that, you know, the country has half a billion guns. So a visitor to Detroit, and I love Detroit, I go to Detroit as much as I can, but you could, there's palpable danger in, in the city and to avoid being in a shooting for a police force, thousands of officers in a whole year, that's an extraordinary statement. That sounds good, but actually if you scratch the surface, that's terrible news. That means the police are not in the middle of, of where they need to be. That's a heavy statement, and I want to just, just pause on that a moment. That in a country where everybody's carrying, you're saying it's a pretty miserable signal when there are no police-involved shootings, not that you, you, you think those are good things, but it tells you what the police are actually doing because as those use-of-force complaints have fallen, uh, since bankruptcy uh, was settled in 2014, arrests are down 40%. And so when you're not getting the dudes willing to use the guns off the street, I think we've been, we've been warning people for a while now, this was bound to happen. Is that what you, you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, there's been a mainstreaming of the idea that the police should be nonviolent in this country. That's in the mainstream now. So force is seen as brutality. I predict that the cameras would be a disaster. The cameras are a disaster. The police are in this, are, are, are totally exposed if they use force. So to capture that on camera, and again, now that, that trends left the station, but that the whole police culture now is, the whole city's culture is not about public safety. It's about the police. 98% of the energy going into the conversation about public safety goes into the police. And by the way, you can run a city. I'm in Chicago today. Lori Lightfoot has an 80% approval rating with 420 murders. So we got to reckon with this too. There's no downside to having people killed every day, every weekend. That's okay. The only issue in, in Chicago in particular right now is the police. Police abuse, police whatever. And it's gone to a degree that's just laughable and what do the cops say in detroit what's their uh, in chicago go fetal stay fetal that's that's the national anthem of policing in detroit wow. go fetal stay fetal what does that mean it means just not don't be involved in anything just don't. Yeah. And, don't and so do you think that in urban areas that wow. crime i mean in, like in chicago and maybe even here it's just becoming normalized that you know it's part of the fabric of our communities now well where, where's the outrage uh, you know, there isn't any. That's what I'm saying. We just accept it as, you know, Detroit was once known as the murder capital. We, we constantly hear the stats in Chicago. It's just what it is. I think 90% of the shooters in Chicago never get caught. So, again, if it's well-to-do people, imagine somebody's child goes off to Stanford, gets killed in their dorm, and you're the police chief and you call them and say, we're never going to catch anybody. You know, we're just sorry. I don't think that's acceptable politically for wealthy people. I think they would hit the roof. Yeah, they would. They would. What do you think about um, uh, residency? 
I mean, that's always been an issue here. And we lost that under mm. the Archer administration, I believe. And people felt like there was now a disconnect from officers in terms of a vested interest in the city. Not that they don't commit to the community or not or compromise doing their job. But, you know, it's kind of different when you can pack up and go home. Does that have an impact, you think, on urban areas? Ideally, the problem is recruitment now is completely collapsed. So nobody wants to go in the job. Who'd want to be a cop in urban America? And the people that are there just want to get out. And the, the hate campaign against the police is not making the cops feel warm and fuzzy towards the community, sadly. They just want to leave. And when they leave, by the way, they don't just leave the state. They leave the region. Like These cops leave like they go 3,000 miles away, 2,000 miles away. That's okay. Yeah, I know he froze out there, but that just, just gives you a second to think about what a cop slash prosecutor slash academic is saying. Again, how many times do we have to... T- this is unfucking believable But that's Eugene O'Donnell telling you. I'm out of here. Nobody wants to be a cop. I, I do want to ask Eugene, though, if, if you can hear us now. Can you hear us now? Yes. Um, to the point you were making, how, how do you get more policing? Is it as simple as paying them more, and how do you pay them more? Job's undoable at this point, and I don't know how you go back because they can't even protect themselves at this point. Who would do this to themselves? Who would get onto this job and be the object of scorn and derision? And you just wouldn't do The people who want to do it, you really don't want on the job. And there's no way to get back. What? The job is, well, that's where you're at. Fuck. So you're telling me that we're headed towards uh, police forces similar to the Mexican federales. That's We're heading in a very bad place. We're heading in a very bad place. Uh, maybe technology will save us. Maybe there'll be some other, you know, I don't, I don't but it's not going to be, it's not going to be humans wearing police uniforms in urban America. That's not going to happen. Oh, God. Robots. So anybody saying, given approval ratings this high, you know what you're saying to me? It doesn't matter. Let these animals kill each other. Fine. But what about the, the, the 65-year-old woman sitting on her porch? What about the dude ordering a Coney dog? I do that. Oh, by the way, Gene, this is something else. We lost him again. Okay, let's so not get him care. back. Yeah, it's good. That's We're, fine. I'll call him and thank him. Uh, listen, I don't judge. Hey, Facebook friends, listeners, haters, frenemies. I don't judge. If you party, you do a little toot here, something like that, someone's got one for you, don't do it. They're not telling you, but... East side of Detroit, up into Warren, Macomb, like that. Fentanyl's being mixed in this shit. Yeah. And people are dropping dead. Nurses, guys in suits, your brother, everyday people. Don't do it. They won't. It's like when there's a mass rapist and they don't tell you, mm-hmm. right? There's a serial rapist out mm-hmm. there. I, I've done those stories many times in Detroit. They're not telling you about this. So please protect yourself. Now, before we get to, did we lose Karen too? Yeah. Are yeah. we still going? Are we, we are still recording. We're, we're fine. Um, Facebook seems to have dropped out. It's the internet here. Well, let's just wrap it up. Let me do a quick couple of pieces of news here, all right? Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. The Michigan House and Senate this week, right, voted on legislation that rescinds the governor's order to commingle COVID positive with COVID negative seniors in long-term care facilities. Easily her biggest disaster. And she won't admit it. Okay, so what's going to happen... She's going to be forced to admit it. What's going to happen now is it's going to her desk. Mm-hmm. And she's threatening to veto it. And if you veto it, then you have to explain to us with data <laughs> why mingling them works. I don't see how she can possibly veto it a wrong thing to do regardless but politically how do you explain that when keeping people safe is supposed to be the narrative is supposed to be the main point also about a third of the house democrats went for this yeah it's veto proof except they're going to collapse how are you going to explain it because it's become politics because But it's it's the wrong thing to do anyway. I think so, and I think most of us know so. So hold her feet to the fire. It's it's not hard to admit that your policy was wrong. We're going to find out the numbers are fake because as we've done on this program, there's a reckoning coming for her with this with this topic 
in particular. It has to be. And I'm not a, I'm not a partisan. She's supposed to keep people safe, the most vulnerable people safe. And if she's going to veto something that does that, it's it's a losing proposition. I don't know. I don't know what she's thinking with it. She's thinking she doesn't want to be wrong. And it's too late for that. It's wrong for us because we now know up to 50% of all the deaths in the United States came from people Mm -hmm. living in these facilities, which is about one half of 1% of the country. I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? Just fix the shit. Pretty simple. I'm pissed. Okay, so we're going to see. By the way, I, as of uh, broadcast time, I haven't seen that in the papers. So one of the ways you get away with it is when the fucking media doesn't take death of our seniors seriously. Yeah. Well, you would, you would think that vote would do it. <laughs> you think more people would see it. Uh, Mike Duggan get his demolition bond, $250 million on the ballot. The deciding vote was Rat Fink, Gabe Leland, yeah. the indicted city councilman for taking bribes. I called the feds, finally got a hold of them. Mm-hmm. Prosecutors, I said, is your grand jury investigation into the last $500 million that the mayor squandered, those grand juries, are they gone? Are we moving forward? What's happening? You know what I got? What? Not your first rodeo, Charlie. You can neither confirm nor deny. I go, well, if it was gone, right, you would direct me to the public information <laughs> office and you would say, like you did with Fucano, yeah. we've dropped the investigation. So it smells to me, in my 20, 25 years of doing this, it's on. Be careful, Detroit. Rest of the media, instead of just putting a paragraph in about the corruption in the, in the grand juries, that's my work, ask him straight to his face. Amen. Because he's dodging here. And I can go get you, Mayor, but I'm too old to chase you down anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm very busy. Oh, they're back? They are back. Yes, we've been back, Charlie. We've been trying to let you know you just jumped in our conversation, but you're more than welcome to do so. It's your show. Go well, ahead. He was on a roll. It's our show. <laughs> so were we. Gene and I had a great conversation. You all missed it. He gave us some excellent content. Go ahead, quickly. What was it? Somebody's no, forget it. it. You're going to have to listen to the rebroadcast, Charlie. <laughs> wait, 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 where, you, where, where was confused. it? What's, you guys are like broadcasting in parallel universe? <laughs> yeah, we were talking. You were off. And we had a conversation about the role of victims, about what elected officials can and should do, what they're not doing, about not wanting to solve the problem, about having to go and have grassroots engagement. Gene gave us a blueprint. You missed it. You're going to have to listen to the rebroadcast. Awesome. So there was two things going on? Everything was solved, and uh, we we missed it. Yours was off. You were offline. Everybody heard ours. Oh, oh, so Facebook got it, but the podcast didn't. Oh, so. So I guess if you're listening to the podcast right now, you have to go back to Facebook. Uh And if you're on Facebook, you have to download the podcast. So we just double the numbers. Sweet. Brilliant move. And by the way. My tits still are nice. <laughs> hey, Gene, Gene was a class act, Charlie. He didn't even pull up his shirt, and we had some great conversation. What's no it? foolishness. Wow. You, got a, you got a problem with the human body, Karen? God. I don't want to see it on on, on a podcast, Charlie. Karen, on. How, how, do you know, how do you know Gene hasn't already ordered a Manscaped based on the uh, sales pitch you today? Should send him, you should send him one, but he's not going to do it on camera. Hey, Gene, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you a Coney kit, Okay. Man, dozen man. dogs, chili, onions, buns, the fix in, uh, from American Coney Island. Hey, Charlie, what you took the police test in New York? What happened there? I uh, I took I took the police test and got like a hundred and one out of a hundred. You get the extra credit, right. and and they would do shit like this. Uh, quickly, anybody got a pen? This is this is funny. So they give you a sketch on this police test, and they'd say, um, they there'd be a footprint like this, and then they would say. Uh, which one of these uh, shoes best matches the footprint? So it, w- it was like this. Hold on here. I'll, I'll hold up the camera. So the question is, see that footprint? Yeah. Which of these is probably <laughs> that footprint? And, it, it, yeah. and I was like, wow, this is the dumbest shit I ever saw. And then I was taking my physical. Yeah. And they got you standing there in the room, like, naked, and you know, all guys feeling your balls. He probably worked at University of Michigan or something. <laughs> yeah. right? and, um, and you're looking at the window, and this fucking thing hasn't been cleaned since Prohibition. Oh, great. And you're thinking, this is my fucking career. Dirty floor, dirty window, naked, Ugh. pedophile feeling your balls. Ugh. And I'm like, hmm. So what happened was, I, I told the New York Times I was going, 
And they said, no, don't go. We'll send you to L.A. to cover the West. I said, okay. So that's what happened there, Gene. But I put in my interest card for Detroit five years ago, and the chief drilled me, and I could have sued and probably got on. Um, but I, I think I'm putting my card in next week. Breaking news. What do you mean? I, he, think, I think I'm applying for the Detroit police. What do you mean he drilled you, though? He got rid I of me. The, the choice of words here. Let's, he, 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 don't, he, don't edge him on, Mark. You, you fill out an interest card, yeah. and then you're supposed to get an application. Mm-hmm. But One day th- later, I didn't get to the application process. He says, you didn't fill out uh, all your arrests. And I said, there wasn't enough room. which which doesn't matter anyway that's all vetted in the application process never convicted of a felony you think it was just a stunt hey man i'll do the job i'll do it well no i'm just wondering what he thought or what you what what what, what, it doesn't it's not his fucking prerogative whether it's a stunt i agree right i agree i'm just wondering what gene said nobody wants to do it yeah you're gonna get assholes come do it well, sometimes a stunt, too, can uh, open people's eyes to a bigger problem. And yes, I'm, a, I'm an observer of life. I'm a criminologist junior, haven't had the experience mm-hmm. that guys like Gene have, but reporters and cops oh, and no prosecutors are like, like cousins. No, I could be a good cop, and why wouldn't I write about it? Because somebody from the outside must go in because sure. I hear I hear this pro you know you know Gene like Karen from the neighborhood we need we need new police training and I said well what's the old police training yeah well I don't know but we just need some new stuff I'm like you should know what ask, the fuck you're talking about I want to ask Gene one more thing because we were talking about too um, you know some of the social service needs and when police respond. Is a tiered um, and a multi-organizational um, response more appropriate than just responding with police officers for every call? I mean, everything is not a crime. Sometimes people need other or peripheral services. And, and I know here we try to get that in terms of a tiered response and, and, and cat- or kind of triaging those calls. Is that an approach that may work? It's totally necessary. The last few shootings in New York City that have involved the police, they've all been emotionally disturbed people. So they, cops don't want to go to those calls. If we can get the cops out of that area, the problem is it, to have a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, fully funded first response mechanism is hard. So it falls to the police because who's going to come at 3 o'clock in the morning except for the police? New York has a special unit. The problem is they, a lot of the stuff resolves itself within a few minutes, too. So by the time the, the other people get there, it's all over. It's all over. But that would be a very good investment for all concerned. The police do not want to deal with emotionally disturbed people. And right. you have that. That's the largest crisis in, the, in urban America at this point. Okay. And it is summer, so I don't want to have the, the broadcast go too long. I know people want to get back to their beer. Stay with us, Gene. I, I, got, I got a little poem I wrote about, about the times we're living in. I want you to listen to it. Um, Rashida Tlaib running in the 13th district, calling out Brenda Jones for living in the 14th district, but trying to represent the 13th district. That's fine. That's funny. But Rashida, three times your, your living quarters and their, and their location have been questioned. Once your dad called me, said you were lying. In 2014, you were claiming you were living in Dearborn in your rental house to avoid the taxes. You paid it back. And I caught you doing it again now in southwest Detroit. You claimed it as a homestead, and you're living in Midtown with all the white dudes wearing man purses. <laughs> when so she, pay that money back, too, when and she's drop here. it as an issue. When she's here. She never here. I, exactly. Okay, she never be on the show again either, but wasn't that great of an interview. Finally, Tesla going to build a factory. Where? Not here. Oh, bummer. Going to build it in Texas. Starting at $15 an hour, more of the auto industry going to the south. Now, here's what I found to be interesting. They're getting $60 million from the feds in the local school district in terms of tax sweeteners. Anything from the state that you know of? Well, uh, I, that has to do with local school district. Okay. Red boom, 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 it gets funneled back around. $60 million over 10 years. Let's remember, Little Caesars gets $700 million from our school district for the, for the hockey arena. Fiat Chrysler got $450 million. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Because Fiat Chrysler is now part of a company called, uh, what is it, Stellantis. After a merger, we were not warned about just months after we gained $450 million, right? Now that's a company with headquarters in Amsterdam, 
financial headquarters in London and operational headquarters in Turin, Italy, Paris, France, and Auburn Hills. You got to be fucking kidding. If you want to protest and you're looking for money, that's where it went. Not even Texas does this. Gene, not even Texas does this. I got to remind you that interest rates are at their lowest. And wow. I'm, I'm not hard selling Hall Financial. You know we believe in them and you know they're the family. When you're ready to refi or buy the house, do me a favor. Think of them first. That's all. Hall Financial. I know at some point you're going to do something. The number is 248-308-5000 or davidhallmortgage.com. Remember, they don't have to step foot in your house. They get you your money and your financing on average twice as fast as their competitors. They've never raped this community, right? Mm -hmm. uh, everybody that works in this network uses them. Mm -hmm. Nothing but good things to say. And if we had bad things to say, we would. Hall Financial, 248-308-5000. You won't remember that in a month or two or three or six, right? <laughs> DavidHallMortgage.com. Just do it now. Do Teslas, are all their vehicles just electric, electric or are there any gas vehicles for Teslas? I like the way those look. All electric. Oh, Boom. can't do it. All right. Oh, there, wow. well, interesting. Why can't you do it? Because I don't want to have to go look for a charging station. I just, no, I'm good on that. You know what, you know what they'll you. do, though? Uh, it will tell you where the closest one is and how long and it takes you to no, get there. No, okay. not yet. I'm good. I, I know gas stations aren't exactly safe. But, yeah, but they're uh, everywhere. I'm not, um, yeah, but I'm not, I'm, you're speaking of which, but I'm going to wait around for my fucking shit to charge while blam, 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 no, sir, no. Yeah, I'm good. I like the way they look, though. They it's look, a good looking car. Yeah. Once they perfect them, I, I think about it, but I'm not sure I'm going to be able to afford it in the future. So, next car I'm, I'm going to get is a Ford. Yeah. That's right, a car I can afford. That's it. Huh, thank you. You can much. afford what you want, Charlie. <laughs> Now listen, speaking of the nursing homes, uh, it's not a rant. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of ranting. I want to I I leave you with this, all of you. Now what the COVID lockdown has reaffirmed for me is that I need you, all of you. I miss you, and that the purpose of our lives is in one another. And sadly, it makes me think of our elderly who are locked down in their care homes and, and don't have the human touch. I was on the phone this week uh, with a man sitting in his pandemic room alone, tired with cancer, wondering what his life's work and worries have amounted to. And he sang his lament, you know, who am I? What am I? What's my purpose? What was it? What remains? Like the Bible says, vanity of vanities. It is all vanity. He said to me, being alone in this room terrifies me some nights. Have I done the right things in my life? When he said that, I knew his wonderings were similar to mine. But only now those usual anxieties are amplified by the isolation brought about by this virus. I miss people, he said. I need them. It's been told to me by my elders that the meaning of life is to be found in one another. And without the touch and voice of one another, where's your purpose on earth? Without those... How do you know you're living at all? We seek a partner to make us round and whole. A friend, a family, a tribe, a clan, a people. Our shared songs and stories and ceremonies give meaning to our lives. Sing the song of Black Elk, I told him. That's the great Oglala holy man who said the power of the world works in circles and everything tries to be round and whole. The sky's round, the earth is round, as are the stars, the sun comes back to the place it left, the wind in its greatest power whirls, birds make their nests in circles because their religion is the same as ours. The seasons form a great circle in their changing and then return. The life of a human is a circle from childhood to childhood. And so it goes with my friend who sat in his room, alone, his circle interrupted, his lack of companionship, perhaps a greater disease than the cancer that torments his bones. So what is a life's tally? Baubles and trinkets are no replacement for the touch and kind word of a friend. Are they really, if you think about it? So 
I'm not going to fight today. Today I will not complain. Today I'm going to see my friend wearing a face covering as a courtesy to him. I'll take his hand. I'll remind him that his life gives my life meaning. That my life is less without his. And I will remind him that I love him. Remember that. We're a family. Don't hate. Love. I love you, kid. I'm back. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Gene. Mark. Mark. Mannequin. Always. Always. <laughs> I killed my world and I killed